0: We've had enough of this shit. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hey-ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 370. Onward and upward. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host Jeff, the Riz Rizden. How you doing, brother? I am doing very well. It's great to have video this week. We had a little
1: snafu last week. You were in Vegas. The hotel didn't want to give you the boosted Wi-Fi, so you just got to hear us last week. This week, you get to see us again, and what what a treat that is for everybody.
0: Yeah, they they did not give me anything in the way of internet, and frankly, I, I, that that laptop has to be relegated to some weak duty because I don't think it has the, the potency that it needs anymore. It's done it before, but that that happens as you get older. <laughs> I've heard. Wouldn't know. Yeah, wouldn't know. All right, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Rams game. We've got some all kinds of stuff to talk about with that. So we're going to give you some a uh, little bit about the SoFi experience and a lot more. Uh, talk a little bit about injuries and um, specifically how one of them affected that game. Um, St. Jude has kicked off with a bang. We're up to 2309. Thank you, everybody, who's donated so far. saintjude.org/ slash... DLP, get in there and help us out. Uh, Only a week and a half away from the big 24-hour show. Also, we got to look ahead to the Eagles and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man?
1: Oh, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down.
0: All right. Let's get right into it. We'll start off. We're going to talk about the Rams game. It was a... The score does not tell the tale of how close this game actually was, Riz. 19-28, the Lions didn't win, but it was all the way to the end. They they had a lead going into the fourth quarter, 19-17. to
1: 17. They took their first lead with an offensive snap with a lead of the entire season in this game, and they did so with gusto. It was fun, man. Like, I, I know you were there, but I'll give you the, the fan experience from afar. That was the most fun and engaging game that the Lions have been in, in a long time. Yeah. I mean, certainly this year, certainly back through the Patricia years. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, back to like the, the game where, where Golden Tate got stopped at the one against Atlanta with, with the Jim Caldwell thing. Like that, that was the last time I can remember that, like a game being that like engaging throughout the entire game. Yep. Like they've they've had good quarters here and there this season but that's never been like a full game. This one was and plus you had the, the subtext of it being the Rams and Stafford versus Goff and right. Goff versus McVeigh and all that fun stuff. <laughs> it it was just a really it was, and the other games that were on in that viewing window, by the way, were hot garbage. <laughs> um and you came you came out of hot garbage in the early games, Dude, They switched us three times on the on the Fox affiliate. They switched us off the Packers. This or they switched us off a, a couple different games. They switched us off the Bears. Um, So, it was great to see a good football game. And that was, man, I I, I really enjoyed that. So, Chris, you were there. Yep, yep, yep. Tell me about what it was like in the stadium, the, the experience of being and watching the Lions up close and personal with Dan Campbell in a very compelling and entertaining football game.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Can, can I cover a couple of things really quick before I get there? Because I want to talk about the SoFi yeah. experience. Just notice. Oh, yeah, my
1: st- absolutely. St- that, that stadium right. looks incredible. Oh, I, I have got cool. to get there. Uh, it's the only thing that keep. so the NFL um, announced this week, by the way, they're moving the combine out of Indianapolis uh, after 2022. The smart money is on Los Angeles, although there's a lot of people that seem to think it will be Dallas. I'm hoping for Los Angeles just so I can go to SoFi and see that stadium and hang out there for a week because that looks amazing.
0: I'm telling you, SoFi is th- – th- just the the headline here is there is no better stadium in the United States. SoFi Stadium yeah. is incredible. Um, this, when I walked out, yeah, I kind of recognized it. I, like, I remember when the Rams and the Chargers went hard knocks and they first walked mm-hmm. into the stadium. And you remember the players and coaches and everyone, they were like – Looking up, and they were like, really in awe, right? They were like, wow. yeah. I can't tell you how little that show conveyed, how amazing. That stadium is, and that's the thing that I think where the biggest gap was. Because I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a new stadium, and they're they're just playing it up. They're like, oh, you know, ooh, our new multi-billion-dollar stadium, right? $1 million dollars, say, hundred millions of dollars of stadium. Ooh, they weren't playing it up. It really, yeah. really is that stunning. And I've got some pictures. I got a little video I'll share as well. Oh, sweet, it is, it is, it is really something. But I want to talk a little bit about the game, just some of the the harder points on it first before we get to the the fuzzy Good. stuff. Do it. The spread on this game was 16 and a half points. They yep. lost by 9 and it really should have been about 6, right? Cuz that last field goal at the end was just kind of, you know, you know, garbage time yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> I have <thoughts> about that. <laughs> 16 and a half was the spread. They cut that. They the Lions beat the spread by half. That's yes, pretty freaking amazing. That's pretty amazing. I walked in there. I was terrified. I knew that it was going to be, I, it was going to be, a, a you know, a great stadium and all that. I was worried that it was going to be a game that was over by the end of the first quarter, halfway into the second quarter. And it was going to be like, oh God, you know what I mean? And then I started thinking, you know, gosh, the, the drunk fans and the other stuff that happens, you know, when all these, things, I was just like, oh God, this is, this is going to be tough. Right. Um, wasn't like that at all. And let's start out with coaching. Holy crap. Dan Campbell, FIP, I mean, right,
1: right, going at it, man. Balls to the wall, balls out, balls in a fucking wheelbarrow. That was that was amazing.
0: I was, <laughs> you know, being on enemy territory, and it was the first, you know, that first the onside kick, right. And the, no. well, first we scored and and I just laughed, right? Cause I didn't, I, I cheered. I was like, yeah. And then I just started laughing. Cause I was like, I don't want to get someone pissed. Right. I know it's, you know, and I'm, I was literally kind of standing by myself at the, uh, at the back of the section. So I just was laughing. And, and, and the lady next to me is like, oh my gosh. I was like, don't worry. This is the lions seen this before, <laughs> right? Don't worry. <laughs> and uh, so they We're come so up conditioned and then they kicked the onside kick and got it back. And I started laughing again, so loud. This happened a couple times, and I started to realize I think they think I'm laughing at them, right? <laughs> so I had oh laughing, yeah, right? yeah yeah yeah, and then yeah. I, here and there yeah, I would cheer for, for Stafford and a good play, and I would like just like mm-hmm. the lady next to me was was chattering, so I'd like make sure people oh yeah, don't worry, he makes these You know, I was just I was just like trying to be a little bit balanced as well, not that that jerk fan because the the thing that in the end people were so wonderful there. I was I was stunned. It, I was absolutely stunned. I you know I was glad. Every time in the last 5 or 6 times I've gone back to LA, I was super super happy that I that I moved away. This is the first time that I went back and I was like, ooh, I miss it a little bit." I it, it was wow. it was a really really good trip with great people good. and the game was and the, the whole thing was great. So great awesome. coaching, love what we saw out of Dan. People I don't know right now. And let me ask you, we've heard, "Oh, it wasn't aggressive enough." "Oh, he's too aggressive." Then we see this right? This could easily be the, hey, he's too aggressive, but it worked. So we're going to ride the train and just kind of let it go and not complain about it. What do you think, Riz? Was this just good coaching or was this just we're on crazy train and we're riding it over the hill?
1: I think he wanted to make a statement that he was not conceding the fact that they were 16 and a half point underdogs, that they're still playing to win because there had been some talk, um, not loud talk, but there was talk that was out there Like, I don't know if they're really trying that hard to win. You know, maybe they're just trying to, you know, see what they got in the young players and get through this season. No. That was proof positive that this team is trying to win games. And they're darn close. They were closer than that final score indicated. Yeah. I liked the aggression. I liked... I loved going for the second fake punt. Oh. Uh, who's who's, who's going who's gonna to fake the punt twice in the same game? Easy um, Dan Campbell, I, that's who. <laughs> I, I love that he he did it after the onside kick, too, because that, that showed, okay, we're not just wasting this onside kick. We're going to get something out of it. Yeah. And I thought that was important. I think that's a message to his players that I'm not just doing this for show. We're really trying to accomplish something here. And I thought that that was a, an important statement. And I think... The broader NFL audience picked that up. Like, th- there's been some questions. You know, there's always the questions about Dan Campbell, you know. Oh, he's a meat He wants to eat my kneecaps. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You know, th- there's a lot of that out <laughs> there. Yeah. There's yeah. less of it now, and there's a lot less of it this week. Um, and, and we saw it, uh, the reaction on Monday, uh, the, the talk shows, uh, and, and the columns were like, He's a mad genius. Like, holy crap. <laughs> Detroit has something here. This yeah. is something to be proud of. Like, PFF talked about it. Um, good Morning Football talked about it extensively. Um, the Ringer talked about it. So it's not just like our lion land bubble. Like, the rest of the NFL is catching on. That, like, they, they got a good coach here. You, uh, they don't know, have the like- talent yet, but he's going to get them there. And there's a lot more national confidence in the Detroit Lions right now than there was 10 days ago. Absolutely. And that makes me happy. And even the local L.A. Um, uh, news media. I was just going is- to ask you, what, what was the reaction, like, from the Sam Farmers of the world and, and the, the Los Angeles? Because Los Angeles, I don't have to tell you this, they don't really care about their own team. Like, the, no. the people who are fans there are fans of other teams who have moved there or they're like, right. oh, I got tickets. There might be somebody famous at the game. Let's go. Mm-hmm that's that. that's my I actually haven't been to a game in LA uh, I haven't been to Los Angeles since 1999 so I, maybe I'm speaking out of turn there but you can correct me on that
0: no no it's I mean <laughs> my favorite story is when I moved to LA in 2000 January 2007 uh, that spring the Anaheim Ducks won their very very first Stanley Cup ever and you know coming from hockey town I was like oh this is big news and it was like the seventh story on sports after women's high ally, right? It was like they, yeah. they didn't care. They didn't care. No, there was like I'm like we're flipping cars in the streets, right? On our fifth cup, what's going on here? What's 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 the deal? And 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 they were every just, couch is on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like cedar fest, right? <laughs> <Here's a> throwback <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, it was it was it was huge. It was it was huge. Right, and nothing, nothing. They're not a peep. You didn't see anything. And I was like, wow, that is so weird to me. It was a, a huge juxtaposition. They love their teams when they're winning. They ignore them. They don't exist. It part of it is because there's always something to do not just inside yeah. but outside the weather's always great right i mean you get 300 and some th- days of sun a year you can go hiking you can go to the you know to the beach you can go to the mountains you can do any one of these things all the time so it better be an interesting sports team and an interesting sport to keep you busy and to draw fans in and uh i think that's why you know uh herbert is the thing that's saving the chargers right now moving the chargers with to la I think was a terrible mistake, and he's kind of saving their bacon on that decision because I think they would be absolutely broke and irrelevant without without some kind of spark uh,
1: and, and we know that that's a temporary status with them. Like we've seen this, like when the Clippers rose up uh, yeah. when they when they had Kawhi when they first got really good, yeah. um, and they're like, oh, they might win a playoff series this year. Oh, there's a 30 percent attendance like tickets are on sale for five bucks outside the stadium yep yep, that's 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 los angeles man that's that's los angeles isn't the only atlanta is like that too but los angeles is really like the capital of sports apathy and that's that's disappointing because that stadium again i cannot wait to see it i want to see that one and i want to see the one in atlanta i haven't been there yet either um i i have i have been in the in the immediate presence of the Los Angeles or the Las Vegas stadium. I haven't been in there yet. Oh, uh, I will remedy that soon as well. That place looks incredible too. I
0: went by that uh, one too. <laughs>
1: one one of the things, so so one of the things, and I, I got this from somebody, um, a, a Lions fan um, who doesn't want to be named, uh, but he went to the game there. He, he goes to just about every game. And he said that one of the experiences that he's had is that it makes Ford field look really antiquated and small compared to some of the other new stadiums that he's been to. And I wonder if, cause you've been to Ford field recently. Did you get that impression that like, God, the Lions need a new stadium
0: that we had. Oh, we had this conversation and I have to do a shout out. Uh, went with Sandman. Who's, you know, the greatest dude, right? You know, he's the, absolutely. He's the absolute, oh, absolutely yeah. best. Thank you, Andy. Love you, man. Um, and also his friends, Eric and Ryan, and then Eric's girlfriend, um, <clears throat> I'd call Ryan my friend now. I've, I've I've hung with him a couple times. Um, Good. but Eric, Eric's check this out. Here's how cool these guys are, right? Eric's girl. We 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 all jumped in the car, and you know, like I'm a I'm a big fella. I got some broad shoulders and and other yeah. stuff. Um, they would show up in a in a Grand Cherokee, and they give me the front seat. I'm like, no, really, I can't. No, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about. It. They show me. They're just being nice, right? And I was that's, like, that's okay, cool, thanks, dudes. In the yeah. back was Ryan, Sandman, and. Uh, and uh, Eric's wife, Eric, was driving. Um, we were about five miles from SoFi. We zip, 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 zipped into the Seven Eleven across the street from SoFi, dropped us off. Eric's girlfriend drove the car back, took it back home. We all went in. We got dropped off at the front door of the stadium, right? When we get done, we walk out, walk out in a couple blocks into the neighborhood. She's got the car there waiting for us. We pile in, get out of there before traffic. It was, I was literally home. That's incredible. Before (laughs) the eight o'clock game. I I, I saw the kickoff of the late game having left SoFi. It was incredible. Super cool people. So first off, that was awesome, awesome, right? Very good. But uh, I see Hodges talking about how great the folks were in the fans. I would say in the stands, there's about 35% of the people in the stands were Lions fans. And there was that,
1: some, that's the ratio that I got from my friend, too. He's like, my section was more Lions than Rams, but the section to my right was almost entirely Rams. Yep. Yep. So, and I think that was sort of the way that it, it spaced out around the stadium.
0: Got some really good Let's Go Lions chants going. I was impressed. I mean, and again, I was more of a. I don't want to say I was a reporter, but I, that's the kind of role I took. I was just like watching and taking everything in, rather than participating in all the yeah. all the stuff. Saw um, Colin there. I saw a bunch of people. Colin, by the way, met the St. Brown family. Ooh, uh, they're going to be at his house for um, for dinner before the the Packers game. But we may. We may have Amon Ra joining us for the twenty-four hour broadcast as well.
1: That so would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Col- Colin is the man. Uh, aside so from the so fact cool. that he and I share a birthday, uh, he is just the, like the greatest dude. I, I love hanging out with him. I wish yeah. I got to spend more time with him. So I'm a little jealous because uh, he's great. He's, he, he, so he's great. a great dude. He's a good looking dude. His wife's a very good looking lady. She was there um, too. They're newlyweds, so yeah. Um, congratulations again to them. So yeah, that's yeah. cool.
0: So it's they awesome. were cool. It was awesome. But uh, walking out with Ryan and Eric and. Um, and Sandman and I, uh, Ryan brought up, it's like, man, I feel like the Lions really need a new stadium, but we're going to have to like wait 20 years. And we're talking yeah. about it. And I was like, you know, Ford Field is the most modern of the old style stadiums. If that makes sense, like we waited to the last minute to build the most recent house in the neighborhood, and then right next door they started building a new neighborhood with new houses with bigger closets and better kitchens and all the other, you know what I mean yeah it's exactly what happened, and it's like oh man, and See, we that's,
1: are, we're stuck. I, I got that impression from from going um Houston, I believe was the next stadium that opened Houston and Cleveland both did right at about the same time. And the Cleveland Stadium is not as nice as Ford Field. It's it's nice, but it's an outdoor stadium. It's it's literally in Lake Erie, um, and it's it's just not as as comfortable, and it's not as like the the way that they've done the concourses in Ford Field is fantastic. I love it. I think it's a great fan experience. Oh, yeah. But you don't it's like I I, I walked in, I, I my last the last stadium I had been in was Reliant in Houston, and I'm like that place is like. A palace compared to this, like, and it was only built like two years later. Like, man, you know, and and I, I I've been in some I've been in the stadium in Nashville. Um, I toured it, a newer stadium that that place that's that's a pretty sweet place too. Yep. I know the Levi's. I know that they have some flaws with what they did in Santa Clara, but the fans that like don't have to sit in the sun um, or the monsoon as it was this past weekend. <laughs> um, they really enjoy it too. The fan experience there, and I'm. I'm I can't help but think, like Ford Field's. I think it's the twenty-first oldest stadium, something like that. Oh. Like God, is, is this a conversation we're going to have to have at some point? Yeah. Hopefully not in the next five years or so.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm torn. Right? If you could give me Sofi, so so here's one of the things. Right? Oh, yeah, min- Minnesota's. By the way,
1: Minnesota's. I've been there. Yeah. What a. Dallas, that place is. That is a spectacular stadium. And now Chicago's moving out to Arlington Heights to the old Raceway. They're going to get a brand new stadium. Sounds like it's going to be a retractable dome, which is really sweet. I I'll tell you, I, 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 ah, I, like I like Ford Field. It's great. It's 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 a wonderful location it's a good stadium it's a great fan experience, but- w- when everybody sees all these other stadiums are they going to get tired of it are they going to want something better I, I i don't I don't know where that goes with it, but that's yeah. that's a tangent for another day
0: and you got to wonder about the population size in detroit it, do, can you support a new stadium and the cost associated with it? I don't even know if they're done paying for Ford Field to be honest with you i I don't know because,
1: I do know that that San antonio as a metro area now has more people than D- Detroit does and they don't have a stadium yeah. or, or they have a they, well they would need a new stadium too because the Alamo Dome sucks I've been there for bowl games and I've been there for basketball game it's not a good place it's it's not as good as Ford Field for football but uh, they, there's remember the Saints were like that close to moving yeah. to San Antonio yeah. after Katrina they're still lobbying hard to get one um, the Lions obviously not for sale not looking to move anytime soon but Long term, there's going to be some conversations about this at some point. Yeah. But that's again, that that that's for, that's for longer down the road. I was just wondering if that popped up for you guys while you're there.
0: Like, oh wow, this this sort of makes Ford Field look. Eh. So I got some I got some pictures. I'll share. I'll share. It doesn't make Ford Field look. Yeah, it's okay, just good. that much better. If I if if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, I get that. The the one of the things that I love. Right. I I in as I I didn't used to bother me, but as I get older. I, I don't want to call it claustrophobic, but like crowds of people that are, that are pushed together. Mm-hmm. I just, I get like really heightened awareness. I get like vigilant, and, and I just, I don't like feeling like crowded in with too many people. Right. I used to be, I used to run mosh pits all the time and go friggin' nuts at Blondie's right. Detroit. I mean, we used to go crazy and do all kinds of, you know, it never bothered me. Now I am like, eh, this hypervigilance thing has taken over and,
1: and that, that's sort of the culture we live in, too, with, you know, some people wearing masks and people not wearing masks or you vax or all that stuff. That That's and especially in Los Angeles, where that's a bigger issue than it is in a lot of places, too.
0: Well, yeah, so I, I get that. almost <laughs> like you had to wear masks and show you're, you're vaccinated to get in. You get into the stadium. It's up and everything. The game's on. If you look at the shots of the crowd, I'd probably say maybe 10 percent were wearing masks once the game started. It was yeah. all it was all done with us. But the thing about it is, is I never either coming in or leaving after the game, which is, of course, when you get the most throngs, I never felt crowded in. I never felt like that's that, cool. That push of people, right? And, and of course, you get the extreme. I remember mooing as loud as everybody else at uh, coming out of Joe Lewis after after a hockey game, going down the tubes, right? And you're all just like this mass of shoulder to shoulder people. Yeah, um, who's grabbing my ass? You're trying to get my girls, right? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you got the wrong one, buddy. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was you know. There's that versus this. I was never ever like. I don't want to say I wasn't impeded because it was like you you move with the crowd, right? But it wasn't ever like a sweaty, close, tight either space. There was all kinds of space to breathe. That the the, the stadium being open, there was airflow through there from the outside. It was absolutely just wonderful i mean the weather was perfect that's, for it that day and everything right so it certainly helped but, that's fantastic
1: yeah. i I'm, I'm insanely jealous of you now and i'm not somebody that normally goes to football games i do, i prefer to work from home it's a lot easier for me to just do my thing there sure sure um i i i'm kind of sad that i missed this trip and, and mike mike payton went um and i talked to mike a little bit he's like dude you had to go this was this was incredible so uh yep. um, good good for him for going um good for good for y'all to, to enjoy it man that's So, so let me me kick uh, up some really quick some slides. I got some pictures. Yeah, I was just gonna say, can can you show because you showed me a couple beforehand, and uh, the the fact that it's open but it doesn't really look open, um, that's something else to me because I've been in Jerry World in 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 Dallas or wherever the wherever the I think it's in Arlington, and like. It's it's enclosed, but you still get the sun glare through that one window. Like we we went to the Michigan Alabama football game there. Uh, it was it 2012? I want to say, mm-hmm. um, and we we literally could not see the field in the first quarter because the sun was literally in our face. And I, I assume that SoFi doesn't have that problem. No, no,
0: it was it was very very nice. Uh, okay, so um, let me get into it. I'll get some uh, really quick. Let me get the uh, cbd. Detroit Podcast. Com before we do that. Don't forget all your pain, anxiety, and insomnia can be taken care of with CBD. Whether it's a regular CBD, delta eight, delta ten, or active CBD, head over to cbd. Com. Take care ahead. First, take care ahead is the a, a key thing, as they say from Sublime tells word us. Word. Yeah. <laughs> um, Get, get over there. It's great stuff. Uh, Delta 8 is has been uh, kind of pushed back as you get a high off of it in uh, many states. But the active CBD gives you the same feeling as the Delta 8. But it's legal. How about that? They found a way around. So head on over to CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get yourself some of the tasty, good stuff. And uh, take care of yourself. They're a great sponsor. And they're helping us with St. Jude's. So the more you guys head over Very there and take care of yourself, we appreciate it. All right. Let's get into it. I got some pictures of so far. I, I This place is really, really something. Let me get the, this one here. So this is, as you can see, the main entry gate. And sorry for the folks on the audio version of the podcast. Just kind of Close your eyes and imagine along or come to about the uh, 20. It, it, it looks honestly
1: like video. like a Roman ruin brought back to life. It
0: does. It does. Um, with glass top, <laughs> with, a <sunroof>. <laughs> with, a with the sunroof, Roman ruins <laughs> with the sunroof,
1: T-tops. Yep. Trans
0: in with T-tops. The only so way to go. it's you know, right. That's that's wide open. If you if you could fly a drone from the parking lot, you could fly a drone right into the game. Right. This is wow. all open right into the stadium from here into the the, 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 the you can just the screen, I think, there as well, hanging um, above the to the right of that tree in the middle. Um, This is just the entryway, right? This is right where you walk in. The gates are to the right. This is where the most people were, but they were lined up because the gates hadn't opened yet. And uh, so I snapped that. I'll get another one here. Sam Ann and Eric. Eric, the ultimate, who uh, drove and had his girlfriend drive. It was really awesome. So they are each wearing Jared Goff jerseys? This is a great story. So. Wow Sandman uh, Eric was He lives in LA And when the Rams came And then they drafted Jared Goff Sandman sent A Goff jersey To Eric immediately And laughed Right You <laughs> got <had> Jared Goff <laughs> Like totally like <laughs> him a hard time Right I can see Andy doing that Oh yeah Oh yeah So he winds up With the Goff jersey Fast forward Within hours Of the announcement Of Goff To the Lions Trade being announced Andy gets a tracking number <laughs> With his golf jersey. <laughs> Eric sent him. So that's they both great. had to wear him, right? Um we kind of came up with the idea at the game that they, they cut them in half and sew them together so they could each have half of the half of the of the, the jerseys for some fun. But uh there you were. Eric was just that's, absolutely awesome. And I, cool. I am envious of his hair. I started actually. He, he's got a some bit. flow, man. Yeah. Wow. I started I started my Back into the mullet going back here. again. Oh no! Nah. So we'll see. That's I your wife really no. doesn't want to see that. Oh, she's she's down. She's down. I mean, well, she shakes her head, but whatever. All right. <laughs> this is uh, once you get through the ticket booth. Uh, we were up in the on the fourth level, so we went had to go up these. There's trees inside. <laughs> yeah, there's small trees and regular trees. Um, this is this is walking Damn. up to the escalator. This is inside the gate inside the stadium. It's wide open like this, right? It's just. Just incredible. You feel like you're outside still, but you're inside. And even when you're in the inside, inside of the stands, you still feel the outside of it. So it's really, really nice. Um, move forward. So this is the first view. You can just see the screen. The screen is as incredible as you've heard or mm-hmm. even maybe more so. Um, on the right, you'll see that is, I believe, concession. The concession stands were set up awesome. Awesome. Absolutely, You could get to them from all four sides. There wasn't tables there to like hit, grab a seat, but I don't think you would normally, but before the game, maybe you'd want to, but it was just wide open. Like you see there, right? Just that's wide cool. Wide open space and a concession stand in the middle. And the, you know, the bathrooms were over there, but everything was very open. And then you get to that point and it was easily accessible in, out, easy traffic flow, the whole thing, nothing holding you up. It was absolutely fantabulous. So you come up and you're walking. You can just see there in the middle where it's a SoFi stadium. Mm-hmm. You can see the screen. And then you come through, and here's a shot of the from the end zone. You see the wow. screen hanging there. Uh, they get us from the end zones. They get a smaller version of the screen. So uh, then don't, you, you know you don't get to see as as big as you do from the the, the sidelines. But still, it's a great. Yeah, it's bigger than the Lions' screens, right? Where it says SoFi Stadium on the bottom half of that screen, that's mm-hmm. all speakers. Oh wow, yeah. So there was never a problem hearing anything other than the. the actually, the, the the hardest thing to hear was the the referees making their announcements, the DJ, the music, the other stuff was literally crystal clear right in your ears throughout the whole game. Very well done on the sound. And it was, it was, it was almost at times a little bit too loud. I I know you care very much
1: about sound quality. So that's, that's a ringing endorsement from Chris right there.
0: (laughs) You can say I'm a bitch. It's fine. (laughs) You said it. I won't argue. (laughs) All right. Moving over. This is a shot. Um, this is, uh, you can see Eric down at the bottom left. Eric is down the seats so or right up on the glass. Now here's what I had a little bit of a problem with, right? And, okay. and this is the only downside that I found from, from the, the, um, from the stadium. So right in front of everyone sitting at the very, very front, there's a, just a short sheet of glass. It's barely waist high. Right. And you can see through it. So it doesn't obstruct your view. Like sometimes a railing might or whatever, but the problem is there's nothing to really grab on and you get a sense it's, it's really, really thin okay from mm-hmm. the seat to the glass there's not really like sometimes you get like a little extra walkway there or whatever right? yeah nothing like that so i walked it because i was right where uh Ryan's sitting to the left of eric there at the far bottom or the far right sorry the far left of that picture mm-hmm. um he's also got a little bit of a flow going on uh and a hat that was it's the so seat healthy. that i tried out right yeah. and uh his feet are right up in the glass, and you can see his heels are on the uh, the, the the cement. Yep, there. I see that. There's literally from my toe to my heel space from the cement piece there to the front of the seat.
1: Now, oh, wow. me, that's 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 pretty small. Like I've I've been in the front, so I've been at LCA, Little Caesars, yep. and the in the top. The, I, I love my favorite seats for basketball and hockey are the front row of the upper bowl, right? Um, and and in Little Caesars, there's. There's not a lot of room. It's maybe, I don't know, three feet, not a lot to get through there. Um, like, like I have to stretch my legs out. I can reach them, but I can't like have it up there. Like I can, I can rest the bottom up, the, like flex my foot up on it, but yeah. not, I couldn't get it up like that. And I'm,
0: I'm a big dude. So yeah, yeah, that's, so that's, that's not a lot of space. I got, four, I got size 14 feet. You can send your message messages. Same to the here. Cast ladies. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> um, Getting your feet from one end, because at the end where at the left side is, there's a glass wall that goes up. So the, the only way to get in and out is on the right side there where the guy with the Stafford Jersey's right shoulder is. That's the aisle. Mm-hmm. Way. So you have to cross in front of all those people sitting there with no room. If you like me, right, you've got some some width. You've got some big yeah. feet. You're going to be standing, stepping on people like to get in and out. Now, the other part, I sat down in the seat. I tried out, like I said, we were there early, so we had nobody down there to, to, to bother us or whatever be in the way. I sat down. The other side thing is, is there's a little bit of distortion from the glass, right? Because of the angle you're looking at it through. And yeah. it's a little bit vertigo inducing. It gets you a little bit like, woo, right? And, and I'm, right. I'm sus- susceptible. I'm not a big fan of heights or whatever. Yeah. I just found it really uncomfortable down there. In, the, in that okay. front row seat. And the, the other seats, like the the, the the rows back were cool. So, you know, I, I sat in those when they'd open up or whatever. But I wound up not sitting in the seat and leaving those guys some extra space. I do not want to crunch them out anyway, right? But so I left them some extra space, let them enjoy. And where I took this picture from, behind all the rows, there's like a little counter. It's about a foot and a half deep. And it's like, okay. you know, it's counter height, whatever. And I just leaned on that and watched the game from there all day. And this is my view, right? I mean, I could completely see it was perfectly unobstructed it was absolutely fabulous it was it was a great way to watch the game like i said the other side of it is is because it's just that thin glass and 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 that those stairs there are steep enough if you remember the upper bowl at the uh super uh silver dome right you start coming down you start getting speed you wonder am i gonna hit that and go over the railing at the bottom this glass yeah. it's not gonna catch you like i don't i'm waiting that's i think that's gonna get changed i honestly do i think that there's probably a safety issue there for for whatever and, and Andy said he'd probably rather have a railing there, too, because of the distortion of the glass. At least you can kind of look through the railing to see down below. But I think it needs to be like another half foot or foot taller to give you the confidence to be able to walk up and down and not think you're going to get tripped to fall over, especially with drunk football fans. It's just going to be. Something's going to. Yeah.
1: Happen. Oh, yeah. Imagine that at a Raiders game where everybody's liquored up or mm-hmm. in Philadelphia where everybody's trying to fight all the time yep. with the
0: with people who rip for the same team. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So it's, that was the only thing now here you can look at. And this is I'm going to go into how does a game in a stadium get called uh, delayed for lightning? right and so this right. is to the left side here this is the edge the whole right side that you don't see here on the stadium is covered right it's 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 that outside inside thing that i talked about and showed earlier this is the end of the covering at this end zone i'll zoom in a little bit here this is wide open so and and you can see where those how high those seats and like on the right side of that picture it goes all the way up to the ceiling it goes all the way up Those will see and, and it's like that all the way around so the, it is super tall i mean where we sat, it feels like the seats in Ford Field could be inside the 400 section, if that makes wow. sense to you. you could, it feels like you could yeah. fit the whole uh, field that's and seating crazy. in there. Yeah. So wow. it goes all the way up there. So right there, that's wide open to the outside right there. There is nothing from the edge of that roof. So those are the people that were in danger potentially from lightning, and that's how you can get a game called uh, for lightning, even though it's in a domed stadium.
1: But again, that, it, that happens what ten times a year in
0: Los Angeles? You get thunderstorms. I heard lightning in twelve years of living there. I think I heard lightning three times. There's wow. nothing. thunder. Sorry. There's nothing yeah. I miss yes. more than a good thunderstorm uh, after moving from the Midwest to to LA. Uh. We had them here in Michigan on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, I moved you moved to Florida. You get them
1: crazy, right? Yes, yeah, so you get them every day. Um, when, when we were in Florida, it, 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 they had a storm. we were there for eleven days. It rained every single day for like half an hour, <laughs> except for the one day we went to Universal Studios where it rained for like eight hours. <laughs>
0: Damn it! All right, so here's here's the uh the the screen. Right, I so, have a so, video of the screen and a little bit better. Go ahead. So that that
1: scoreboard there, um, I'm I'm just looking at it and and comparing it to what I experienced in Jerry World, which is, that's an incredible screen. This looks like it has a higher
0: resolution on it. 80 million pixels, the most in the NFL. They (laughs) bragged about it on the screen itself. (laughs) 80 million. So that thing is probably what, 60 yards,
1: 70 yards across maybe? Uh, It's 100 yards. It's a, it fills the entire it field fills the
0: entire field. Absolutely. Oh my
1: goodness. Like it would oh, Shut off that's it, insane.
0: Yeah, and I I forget how many tons they said it it weighed. It was a t- it was a lot. And I'm just thinking, wow, we have wow. earthquakes here, right? I mean, is that really secured at the point? I mean, obviously, the one thing I'll tell you about California is their building codes are like over the top strong yeah. and qu- high 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 quality. I wish they had that here <laughs> bought my house. Um but <laughs> either way, either way. Uh I I'm certain that they've they've got that engineered appropriately and, and in good shape. Uh, so but, it it hmm. is hanging from the roof, right? Yeah. Those those posts okay. that's vertically standing up are what's holding it. It's mounted to those. Wow. Yeah. I just don't trust physics that much. So I know, I know. I'd be a little i I'd be a little scared to play under that to be honest with you. <laughs> a little bit. So that's maybe why they were looking up and all from on the field. <laughs> I'll tell you just really quick, and and I have a video of this, um, the, exactly this point on the um, the scoreboard. So we'll just kind of, I'm going to orient you now. With okay. That. In the middle, you see the piece with the field. Uh, they're actually doing a review at this point. Okay, so they're showing okay. the play on this on the little screen in the middle. On the right side, they've got a camera on Dan Campbell. On the left side, they got the camera on Sean McVeigh. On the far left, it's the score of the game, and then underneath it, it says official review. On the far mm-hmm. right side, it says official review and uh, it says review under, in progress or underway. and then, or No, sorry. It says call on the field, and it says interception. So you have every piece of information about the game and what's going on right there. Now, one thing to know is if you're in the lower floor of the stadium, you're seeing this the same picture on the inside of the far side of the screen. So you can That's still see cool. all the – So it's
1: two-wayed two-sided yeah. yes it's, yeah. it's
0: inside and outside it has all that wow. stuff on it. it's really crazy wow i'm telling you this is an amazing place so that's it i'll get it to a video of that in a little bit but i have to end of course went to in and out burger had the great double double animal fries and i just wanted a quick note about in and out to wisco suck it buddy all right <laughs> <laughs> it's just a slack chat thing uh okay <laughs> So from there, I'm going to go. The on most my, intelligent Lions yeah. chat and also the most intelligent food <laughs> chat most yeah. of the time. Um, I'm going to pull up the, uh, the screen review. There's going to be some audio here. It's the, the, the audio from the, uh, the stadium itself. But you can watch it how the, in the middle you see the play. It paused at the end when I caught it in the video. But you see how they, how they work this right. Now. that's crazy incredible it's incredible it's it's and the video doesn't do it justice I, I shoot i think i shoot i'm shooting in raw and i haven't color graded or anything with it so it looks a little bit washed out i apologize but there you go there you guys go so um that's that's so far I, I'm, is incredible
1: I'm, I'm very envious that you got to i'm very happy for y'all that you got to, to see that and that that's the the stadium experience there like that's that's primo,
0: man. That's, so there's that's really cool. One other thing, and it was so great. The night, the day before, I got to see one of my old friends, and uh we went down to Hollywood and hung out, had some beers. Um it was it was freaking fabulous. We were sitting there, I was at a place called the Naughty Pig, and uh it was a Naughty sports Pig. bar, and and right. MMA started at 10 30 a.m. West Coast time, and it's like he's he's oh. he watches, I watch it. So we just went to this sports bar and hung out and watched it. Um, I had a cigar outside, right, while it was going on, but it was a great place. What stunned me, and I and I hadn't put two and two together until I was there and I saw it. You you heard me listen to Miley Crew when we got together for the call. Yes. There.
1: I knew it in one note, by the way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right <laughs> next door, literally right next door was the body shop. The impetus for uh-huh. the, the song Girls, 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 right? <laughs> on body shop in the Marble Arch. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so there you go. We were right there. It was a great time. It was, it was absolutely oh. fabulous. I'm... I'm it's it's the, the one time I've been back that made me really, really miss it. And to see um, that stadium and how great it is, I'm really happy for the Rams fans. The Rams fans themselves were awesome. I had the best experience, better than many experiences at Ford Field. As, as a home crowd really? person, as an away person at SoFi. Met some really cool Rams fans, talked, had fun. They were all pleasant. Good. I mean, you heard this. I mean, the folks that have listened for a while when I went to the, the one uh, game, in uh in ford field and the 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 one guy wanted to hit me oh he hit me and uh i i about murder, I, 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 literally, I could have murdered him. I, I mean, I really could have murdered him, right? I mean, it's, it's just no. There's no, breathe in, no breathe question. Out, yeah. Find your quan, and and I did, I did, and Good. and I let him go. And the guy behind me said, I I, 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 wouldn't have been able to. I wouldn't have been able to hold on to my hands. I was like, I, I just it was Thanksgiving. My mom, my niece, my son, my wife were all there, and I was like, I just don't want to spend the night in Wayne County Jail. <laughs> so, yeah. breathe, breathe, breathe. Good call. So, Good. Call. Oh, great time. Yeah. Absolutely if you ever get a chance to go to Sofi for any reason, do it. I want to tell you it is spectacular. All right, with that, um I want to talk about the Diamond CBD injury report, cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. We have one guy and it was impactful on this game and it could have been the difference in it, this game. I don't want to put it on one guy. I don't want to just make one guy the dog, right? I don't like to. The, but the the game absolutely changed tenor when he left. Yes. Like immediately. So A.J. Parker went down. Ouchies. He did. Ouchies. He was out, and we brought in Daryl Worley, who we had just signed, right, that week? He had been signed. He was uh, up from the practice squad. He had been signed a couple
1: weeks earlier. Um, he was a veteran who was unemployed? They signed him to the practice squad. They signed him up. Yeah, he was. He was. He was signed to the active roster because somebody else got hurt, and uh, he was. He was there and uh, played 17 snaps and uh, gave up a touchdown and gave up two other completions on it. Yep. Uh, there was initially a thing out there that he gave up seven receptions on his 17 plays. That's not correct. He gave up four. Um, on four targets on seventeen plays, but we all know Matthew Stafford. One of the things that he's always been good at is that when when they bring a reserve in, he'd go he's going at him. He's going he's going to poke that bear and see if that bear has any claws or not. And uh, Daryl
0: Worley did not. <laughs> no teeth, no claws, and some soft little paws. Um, it was yeah. It was it was it was tough. He got eaten alive. Stafford just destroyed him, and uh, did as you said, change the tenor of the game. That was a game, and I do again. I don't want to beat on one the only time i don't say the only time but the one person that i'm always good about kicking their tail on and giving them hell is eric ebron but um <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to beat up daryl i mean he's was, he was put in a tough situation he did i mean wind up being the difference i think in in that game he's um he's
1: well i mean just just the route that he took on the on the simple drag across you know, the, it was I've, it was cooper cup was it not who caught that last touchdown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just running across the formation and Warley, like he's he's in trail, you know, uh, going. He doesn't go under the linebackers. He goes around them to the outside. Like you're not that fast, right. you know. <laughs> it, it was so easy, and it was so easy to see that that's what they were going to do. It didn't help that neither safety that was on the field at the time picked up that that's what they were going to do. Uh, They trusted Worley to get the job done because A.J. Parker had been doing a pretty good job in that game. I won't say he was perfect, but he'd been okay. He'd been perfectly acceptable to that point. Um, In the stadium, did it feel like that to you? Like, Like, oh, crap, Like Worley's in now. And we're in a lot of
0: trouble. (laughs) It it was harder to tell. And I'll tell you, this is one of the things I saw this at the Naughty Pig. It was a Samsung ad in the bathroom. But it was, hey, people like to go to the game and say they saw the game. But let's be honest. They could be in the bathroom. They could be at the concession stand. They could be talking to their friend. Yeah, But when you're in TV, you see an inglorious 4K, you know you're seeing it. They're not certain that they're seeing it. Right. And it was kind of like, hey, buy a samsung and really see the game right i was like okay i get it that's pretty interesting but there is something to be said if you're not sitting in the press box like focused on the game rather than conversation Mm -hmm. and, and the social aspect of the game and the people and all that and the beautiful stadium you don't see it all so i personally didn't feel the change i didn't See, I just felt, I mean, I saw the game change, but I've seen games change in the Lions so many times, and I kind of expected it, you know, that's kind of built into you as a Lions follower. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily attributable to him until the later (laughs) rewatch. Yeah. He did not fare well in the rewatch, and
1: he actually got cut. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But He, he got home, and they said, you can just keep going home and don't need to come back here. Absolutely. Although...
0: Though they did re-sign him today to the practice squad. Yeah, Well, because what's the depth, right? So much trouble there. So
1: so we got into this because we're talking about A.J. Parker, who was injured during the game, and he was a limited participant in practice today with a neck injury cited. That's really good. If you've got a neck injury and you're already practicing in the first practice for the coming week, that's a really good sign that – But he might, he will be, he will probably be listed as questionable this week. He may or may not play. I don't know on that. But the fact that he's not going to be out with a neck injury tells you that it's not a serious injury. It's not something that's going to be long term. He's not going to go on IR or anything like that. And that is very good news because the Lions need him.
0: Yeah. No. Because absolutely, they do. We don't want to call Daryl
1: Worley up again, what? and we don't really want to play like Nikhil. Ro- so Nickel Roby Coleman is the obvious answer for it. He's on the practice squad. He's a former Eagle. We're playing the Eagles this week. Right. Uh, he was not good in the summer. You you saw it in, in training camp. I was like, did 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 he did he is he with a broken foot or something? Because he looks really slow. <laughs> <sighs> maybe maybe that's the, the trial this week. We'll see. I don't know. That's uh but that so the good thing today to to go back to the injury report, every player was at least a limited participant. there was nobody who sat it out. Jason Kabinda was a full participant after he missed last Sunday with the hip injury, so uh that was that was very good. You guys want to have some fun? They're, 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 they're getting healthier.
0: Yes. Yes. There's a cat running around. He hit the super chat and make the little lights go up. You'll probably see him jumping up the closet door behind me. Um, <laughs> they go nuts on that super chat, like disco ball. Um, so, yes, yeah. let do low ball. Um, AJ Parker. I want to talk about him really quick because another kind of youth movement guy who started out, I mean – he started out and didn't play as great as we wanted it to. Early, he's come back. He's really stepped it up and has been part of a secondary that is literally. What do we have? Tracy Walker and Amani Aroworire are the and, and Will Harris um, yeah. are like the only guys that were played week one. Yes, Jer- Jerry. How-
1: Jerry was a healthy scratch, and AJ played. Uh, But he didn't start in the slot.
0: So think about this. Three guys we got from our original secondary, and we're this deep into that we're pulling Worley up, right? We're this deep. And they held the Rams and Matthew Stafford to – to you know under less than less than winning (laughs) they kept a lead over they held them in check that's the word i'm looking for held stafford and the rams in check through the fourth quarter through the injury they had
1: they had 17 points going into the fourth quarter that's
0: impressive think about what that is for a guy a group of guys like that against matthew Stafford, cooper cup woods i mean higby right i mean that is a balanced massive attack and these guys yeah. These guys, these young guys came up, stepped up, and held them down. This bodes well. I, I, I'll keep beating the table over about this. This opportunity that the Lions have to grow and develop young talent that otherwise wouldn't even get a chance at the light of day may well be one of the best bad things to ever happen to a football team, at least this football team in in the modern era. And, again, that's one of the
1: reasons why – there was a lot of fans that were upset that they didn't go out and sign a veteran stopgap like Houston did, like Miami did, like the Jets yep. did at a lot of spots. Yep. They committed to the youth movement, and they're still committed to it. Like they, they called up Jalen Elliott this past week and benched Dean Marlowe. He was a, he was a healthy scratch for the game. They they promoted uh, Jalen Elliott and said it as the third safety. Yep. A, a team that's trying to win, a team that's trying to, you know, a, a coach that's worried about, oh, am I going to look bad for doing this because, you know, there's a veteran on the team, am I going to lose him? Dan Campbell doesn't worry about that. That's that, that, that's that's critically important, the fact that he's allowed to do that and has the security and the feeling that it's okay for me to do this yep. um, and, and live with the young guys getting their lumps. Like Jerry... Jerry had a Jerry had his lumps in that game. It was not his best game. He gave up that that touchdown pass. Oh, he gave yeah. to Van
0: Jefferson. <laughs> oh, Sam! Hey, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Man, you're the best. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. So I
1: I'm I'm thrilled that they're doing uh, again and, and, and with the trade deadline coming up, a lot of fans are going to be like, "Oh, we can go get you know player X or player Y." Well, they're in the last year of their contract. at 32 years old. They don't want to come to Detroit and Detroit has no use for them. They're exactly. not coming back. Why give up an asset to do that?
0: Why now it, put why why put a developmental player, a player that can grow and get better on the bench? To put a guy that you're not going to see next year on the field, why would you do that?
1: Exactly. Yeah, there, there's there, there's no reason to do it, and you will see teams do that in the next week and a half, yeah. and it's going to be frustrating. And and one of them is going to be one of them is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are in last place and not getting out of it. And that's they're gonna they're gonna flounder trying to save their season with a bunch of old dudes, and it isn't going to work, and it's going to set them back that much further behind the rest of the AFC North, which is the best division in football outside of the NFC West. Uh, and, and and it's not, it's not going to work for them. And it's going to cost them their coach at some point because yeah. Mike Tomlin is not an idiot. He
0: knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so we're seeing some development from a lot of young guys that other teams aren't. These are guys who are going to be inexpensive for a long time. There's going to be depth available that we never had before. And as we bring in talent, I mean, let's face- that's 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 to me is the best part. We have Jerry Jacobs and A.J. Parker might
1: not be starting next year. They're absolutely on the team as like the number four and number five corners, right. and they're they're making league minimum for two more years.
0: I'm not sure Jerry isn't starting. We'll see how the season I, uh, well, goes. Yeah, we, we, he, 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 he's got
1: he's got to get off the roller coaster a little bit, yep, but right. he certainly has shown us the potential to be an NFL starter, and and not just like a guy who started because three guys ahead of him are hurt. Like this guy earned a starting role. Damn, like right, like yeah. it, it, he's at least ameliorating some of the worry about Jeff Okuda being an injury-ravaged bust, and, um, and, which is the the chronic talk about him.
0: Right, right. And I'm the, and, and I'm not going to go there on Okuda. We'll see what he is. I'm not but either, the, 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 but that, the there, there's is, a lot of that out there. Right. What <laughs> the prediction is, is coming back from an Achilles for a corner is really, really, really hard. Stop. And it's a huge gap if he can't come back. Well, what kind of a great deal is it if you're the front office and you're like, I don't have to fill that gap because I got Jerry and Amani who have developed this year and the secondary that's developed. I can I can, you know, if it's hand that I have to go, I, I need a quarterback. Right? I need all these other yeah. things. I don't have to think about that because I've got a starting caliber uh uh cornerback in Jerry Jacobs on a rookie deal. Rookie UDFA deal for however many years, right? I mean, holy cow, how great is that for this team? And then I hope my, my guy gets paid, right? I hope he gets paid and makes his money because he deserves it. He's anyway, I don't get into that yet, yeah. right? But this is such a help for this front office. Then we started talking about, you know, people talking about how bad uh, the golf thing was for the Lions and who won the trade. And I, here's my take on it. Cause, and, and I, I kind of came to this as we were talking at, at the game in, um, as well. You can't answer who won the trade because different people won the trade between the Rams and the Lions at a different date. Today, yes, the Rams won. The Rams they're, they're absolutely such different won the situations. trade, but. Yeah. Three years. Because why? Because the Rams have the team that put Matthew Stafford on that team. This is their run. They've got him on contract for two years. There's questions why I haven't signed him again for anything more or any longer. But whatever. We'll leave that as as it is. So you've heard that out of Los Angeles, too. (laughs) (laughs) They've made that run. They're ready to make that run right now. The Lions aren't. Okay. But guess what? The Lions got two first round picks out of that and a quarterback that's a bridge to get them there to get to the point where two years from now, three years from now, it may be the Rams are on the decline. Maybe Stafford doesn't sign. The Lions talent is there and it's these first round picks that we got that is helping drive that talent. And all of a sudden the Lions have won, quote unquote, this trade. I think when you look back on this in eight years, you're going to see that this was a very, very good trade. For both teams, and that's where I think this is going to play. How this is going to play out? Over time.
1: I, I That wouldn't surprise me either. You just planted the seed for for Matthew Stafford to come back to Detroit in twenty twenty four after Jared Goff is gone. Wouldn't that be fun?
0: Did you <laughs> hear everything he was? I'm rooting for you guys. I'm pulling hard for you guys. That how? was
1: that was so it, it, Matthew Stafford does not have an insincere bone in his body. <laughs> you know he meant that. You know you know. He was feeling that and he he believes in those guys. And that that was really cool to see. I I like that a lot. So I I, 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 look, let me ask you a question about being with with Stafford. What was it like seeing Stafford in another uniform in person?
0: The only insincere bone in his body is mine. No, uh, the. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We've gone blue again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was it was interesting. It it really was because having gone to training camp and watched so much golf and I've seen Stafford here and there, right? But to see it in person and see that ball, that familiar throw, that familiar kind of the sidearm, we saw it all out of him. And it was all just like, wow, these guys aren't dropping the ball. Same mistakes that Stafford makes, right? He still makes the same mistakes. And you're like, oh, I've seen him do that. Yes, he did. (laughs) It was literally like flashing, like, right it was holy cow this is Mm -hmm. absolutely he's the exact same he's the exact same except he's surrounded by a team i feel very good for matthew stafford i you know i look again love the guy to death he's done a lot of great stuff for the city um he's 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 a really really good human being we're not we're not running for the super bowl this year next year i I, i'm happy i'm happy with wherever he winds up if they win the super bowl guess what we wind up with the last pick of the first round, and the first pick of the second. I got two picks in a row, right? Okay, fine, whatever. It's still a super, super valuable pick anywhere in the first round. It's a good, good, valuable pick to have. Um, I hope he does well. I, I really do. I, I, he's just such a good guy. I, I want to see him be successful and have success. Um, I'm tired of the narrative, though, that he had to leave the car with the wheels falling off. Kind of a you know whatever, but uh, I hope he does great. Wish the best for him. <laughs> for the love of God, people, please stop watching the broadcast and tune into Dan Miller and yeah, almost yeah. Brown calling
1: the game on the radio. Do what you have to do to make that happen. If you need to to, to delay the game. Or, or delay the radio feed. Um, I, When I do it, I I can, I can get over-the-air radio here, and I actually do have an over-the-air transistor radio that I can listen to it on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if, if you're one who has to stream it on both, you have the ability to delay it and sync it up. Just ignore social media for a little bit. You know, you're know, you going to be a couple minutes behind. That's okay. Yeah. Um, it's worth it, so you don't have to listen to Um, I, I, Apparently, it was Mark Sanchez's week to have the Lions, and apparently... Uh he made Detroit sound like it was like an AHL franchise. <laughs> yeah.
0: God almighty. I, I don't like him. Um yeah. I oh. did once upon a time. Yeah. Yeah. Well he is what he is. But so yeah. what I saw was he is what his record says he <laughs> <yeah>. is. <laughs> what I saw was the man I fell in love with. And and that's Aww. all I can say. It was just it was the guy I remember. And he looks he still looked, you know, as handsome as ever. It was just like ah um, wish I had him, but we couldn't help him. He's not going to be, he wouldn't be happy here. He would put on the face and he would do his oh God, job no. and, but he wouldn't, he's having fun. Right. I mean, it's, it's weird. You know, well, if I guess if you got a healthy departure with your ex, you can, if they have fun, it's you know, okay. I, you know the
1: way I, mean? I, the way I equate it is when LeBron left Cleveland. Um, and it devastated Cleveland. Oh, and it, dev- yeah. it it actually devastated LeBron, too, um, as much as he likes to put on the good face about it. This wasn't anything like that. This this was, you know, and, and LeBron left for much the same reason that Stafford went on. He realized that I'm really good and the team around me is never going to get there while I'm here. So let me go win because I have to win. Otherwise, people aren't going to respect me the way that I need to get respected. Yep. And he went and he did it. Um, he came back. Thank God got, got me a ring. Um, got, got all of us in Cleveland a ring and that makes me very happy. But, uh, so the, the second time he left, it was, it was different because then it was like, okay, you know what? He, he did what he needed to do and we respected the fact that he wanted to move on this time. And he did it much the same way that Stafford did. He went to a good team that was in a better position to get him more titles and more fame, more accolades more national attention yep. than what he would have gotten had he stayed in Cleveland. And, and people in Cleveland, by and large, are, are at peace with LeBron being with the Lakers now. And I think that's the status where most people are with Matthew Stafford now. And I hope it's that way because that's the way it should be. He would not have been happy in Detroit. He would not be thriving in Detroit the way he was in this. I I know he is a, a Dan Campbell type of quarterback, and he's absolutely a kneecap biter. Yeah. But I also know that he had gone through enough bad football that he was he was ready, um, and it, it was time. This team's and not I, going I, I don't. I'm not frustrated that they that it ended. Um, I, I I think it's great. I, I still root for him. I want to see him do well. Um, just as I I like to see. I know Darius Slay is coming to Detroit this weekend. I still like Darius Slay. I still like Quandre Diggs a lot, even though they're on other teams. Yeah. Th- those are guys that just got. You know, they reached me um, on a personal level. I got to know them a little bit. And, you know, that, that makes a difference. And, and like they weren't, they weren't acrimonious towards Detroit. They were very acrimonious towards this specific situation that they were in in Detroit. And I hope that the fans, when, when Slay comes back this weekend, cheer him because he deserves it. He earned that for his time here. And he, he didn't want to leave Detroit. He wanted to leave Matt Patricia. Remember that when you're at the game this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> one more thing about Jerry, just really quick. Uh, going back yeah. to him, uh, yeah, I was yeah. I was chatting with him and um, was telling him, "Hey man, you did good. You, you did good this week. I, I don't know about that penalty. I'm not sure I buy it, but whatever. You did. Good. That was that was cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Not I, a good, not a good call. I said you did good. You you are definitely showing yourself as the real deal. And his 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 response was still a lot of work to do, still a lot of work to do. He knows it. He's he knows but he's it. earned good. it. I mean, I'm like, man, you've 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 proven it, right? You've you've proved that you deserve that first seat at the table in the NFL. Yep. And he's like, still yes, got sir. work to do, still got work to do. And I'm like, if, man,
1: if he uh, hopefully his work involves locating the ball when it's in the air, <laughs> hopefully. And so this is a Lions wide. Pro- he's. Oh, or who has problems with this? A.J. Parker has problems with this. When, when Bobby Price was in the game, he had problems with this. Can we get them to do what every middle school team in the country does and yell ball mm-hmm. from the sideline when the quarterback throws the damn ball? <laughs>
0: it's not a bad
1: it, idea. It's really not that hard because none of them do it well. None of them do it inherently. Yeah. That, that's the way that you can help them. I was at a football game last Friday night. I reflexively yell it. Still, I haven't played football <laughs> in thirty-five years. I still yell "ball" when they, when the ball goes up, yep, just yeah. to help the corners out. <laughs> yeah. it, may, maybe they need to to incorporate that. And in. there's there's my suggestion for Jerry to take that into a meeting room and like, hey, coach, can we yell "ball" when when the ball's up? Can, yep. can we have the lineman do that? Or can coaches on the side yell "ball"?
0: Yeah. Um, so the other thing Jerry's doing, I want to say for St. Jude, he is yes. signing a jersey. And we're sending a football to Allen Alan uh, um, Park and back hopefully by the fifth. Um the auction's gonna start on the fifth when we go live. The auction will go live, so we'll be able to talk about it while we're going on. Um and I just heard the cat hit the wall. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's glorious. The auction will go live. We got some great stuff. We've got a Jerry Jacobs signed jersey. We're gonna have a Jerry Jacobs signed ball. We've got a DeAndre Swift signed ball, we got a Jamal Williams signed ball, we got um um, oh God, we got so much stuff. We got tons of stuff. You guys want to check it out. Absolutely. Uh, head on over to com. Once the St. Jude uh, Telethon starts. That's November 5th at 9 a.m. Riz and I will be going for 24 hours straight. <sighs> Raising money, trying to get up there. I want to thank everybody. Sam and today, thank you again for donating. Oh,
1: that's, that's awesome. I, I, I realized today uh, that I have a commitment on that next day, that, that Saturday, um, that's going to require me to be up and attentive all day. So oof, instead, oof, it's going to be rough, man. Oof, <laughs> oof. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, that's not going to be an easy drive across the state of Michigan that day. Oh, need an Uber.
0: <laughs> Uh we're at 236969 69, and we haven't even started yet. Thank you for that uh Samman for pushing us up to the 6969. Um you can join and help out stjude.org/dlp. Anything you donate there goes directly to St. Jude help the sick kids. Um going to ship you some coffee, he said. He's also going to join us for for a long time on the broadcast. He loves the to, to come and be part of that as well. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh super chat. Uh, Matt left Lef- Leffler. sorry. Leffler. Not no, it was Leffler. It is Lefleur. Sorry. Okay. Oh, it is Leffler. Yeah. The coach. Yeah. What's it's up, Coach? Like Chris Lady Killer. Uh don't know your last name and don't need to know. And Jeff Babe Magnet Risdom. How y'all doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Doing all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Alright. Giggity. All right, Saint Jude.org slash DLP. Hook us up and help help us the sick kids and uh do our thing. We want to get that uh get that going and help them folks out. All right. Um Let's get into it. I want to get into something really quick. I got to remind folks again, we have a home game, which Sandman will be at cheering his brains out. And that's a lot of cheering because he's a smart guy. Um, We have the Eagles in town. Did you guys forget about the countdown? Did you guys forget about that countdown that we talked about before? That's where we count on the play clock so that they can't get us monkeyed up on those uh delay of game penalties anymore. Be a great time to do that. Count from 5 to 0. If we can make that happen, that would be great. It would be a statement to the officials that we're watching. It would also help us out a little bit with the uh with those calls and make them stay uh alert. And once it becomes inculcated the team then we can start counting five at when it's four seconds, and when they think and we get to zero, it's the clock ending. At one, the clock ending, they get a delay of penalty. Anyway, let's have fun with it. Do the countdown. Don't let them hose us in that anymore because the refs can't seem to do their job. So countdown five to zero. When the Eagles have the ball, we're gonna get into the trade deadline now. Uh, trade deadline's yes. coming up, Riz. This kind of talk kind of leads into what we talked about a little bit before. We're huge buyers right now, right? Oh, God, I hope not. Uh,
1: so, uh, so uh, at Lion's Wire, I had to put a piece up today. And uh, this is one of those, we've talked about this before, Chris. There are things that I like to write, and there are things that I have to write. And when you see something that's across all the other wires, across Eagle's Wire and Bear's Wire and all the other wires, that's, that's, that's a sign that I didn't choose to write it, that I had to write it. <laughs> And it was the seven most likely trade camps. So all of us wire editors, all 32 of us, had to come up with the player on our team who was most likely to be traded at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I chose Nick Williams, by the way, for the for the Lions. I don't expect him to go anywhere, but he is the most plausible player to be traded from the Lions, in my opinion. Uh, Trey, no, no nobody is trading for Trey Flowers' contract. Forget it, um, and because no contender can afford to take on a nineteen million dollars salary, they can't. They're the bullshit? Um, well, <laughs> thank you yes there, there's my guy um all, one, one of the things that i think a lot of people forget about or don't care about is that you're you're acquiring not just the player but you're acquiring the salary like all the talk about um taylor decker the nonsense of taylor decker going to baltimore you realize that the the ravens they can't they, right now they're gonna have to cut people so they can pay lamar jackson they're not going to bring in an expensive asset at a position where they don't really need the help <laughs> with Taylor Decker, who, by the way, is hurt, um, and we don't know what's going on with that, and I wish I had more information on that. Nobody is saying a word, and I talked to a lot of people in Allen Park in the last 48 hours, um, people who are with the team uh, and, and the traveling team. They don't know what's going on with Taylor Decker yet. Is he going to play, or is he not? He did not practice today. It's Wednesday as we're recording this. He... They did get official word, though, that he doesn't have to be activated by next week, that it goes through the bye week. So they get an extra week built in there from the 21-day window when, when the clock started. But it's it, there's a very legitimate possibility that he is out for the year. And no team is going to trade for his salary for that, especially when they would have to cut five or six players from their active roster in order to absorb him on. Again, if you do even... 37 seconds of Google research, which is all that I did on finding out if the Ravens could afford that. It was very easy to shoot that whole thing down and somebody built a whole damn three hour show around it. And that's all they talk about for three hours. It's really not that complicated to do that sort of research, folks. And, uh, if you're patronizing the people who do that, let them know to not do that, please. Um, again, I, so, so I, yeah. Let me organize my thoughts here because I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm being what I'd hate and I hate that. Um, (laughs) I chose seven players from other teams that were listed by the other editors as players who would be interested. I instantly ruled out anybody over 28 years old and I instantly ruled out anybody who was going to be a free agent at the end of the year without a fifth year option or a viable franchise or transition tag usage, Mm -hmm. which left me about 15 guys. Um, Among the players that I chose, and again, I do not expect any of these to happen at all. I don't expect, quite honestly, I don't expect any player that any average casual fan from another team would know to be moved, that includes Sean Watson, by the way, um, to to be moved by the trade deadline. You're going to see Trinity Benson-style deals, Um, seventh-round picks, conditional sixth-round picks, going for um, guys who can maybe, very low-budget guys who can help contending teams that have depth problems that's what you're gonna see um i don't know why the jets traded for joe flack that makes no sense to me (laughs) nothing the jets have done makes no any sense to me at all that team is absolutely in worse shape than the detroit lions both now and in the future i know that the record says that the lions are worse they are not worse um
0: let me ask you about the pastry man and by the way i know who the pastry chef guy was by the way He's, he's hilarious dude um the Salah thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does anybody wish we had Sala as a coach right now?
1: I don't think so. Um, I will say this. New York Jets fans feel better about Robert Salah than Philadelphia Eagles fans feel about Nick Sirianni, who's coming to town this weekend. And I can tell you that from being on three different Eagles podcasts this week. And every single one of them, two of them on the air and one of them off the air, um, all told me. They love Dan Campbell and they wish that they had Dan Campbell in in Philadelphia instead of what they've got because they are inspired by him and they see how the players respond to it and their players are not responding to the coaching that they've got. And just, that's, just... that was that was that, that was so And the first person that I talked to is a guy that I've known for 15 years. He was one of the very first people to have an NFL podcast. We go way back. I'm on it a lot um, at draft time. This is like the second time I've done it talking about the the Lions versus the Eagles. The other one was the snow game. Um, That that shows you how long that that was. He's like, I can't get over how good your coach is. Like, he... He he understands what he's doing. Like there's method to his madness. You know, the the going for it, going all out like that. The players are gonna love that. They're they're gonna to want to. They're gonna do whatever he tells them to do. And but they trust him. He's like, we don't we don't have that with Sirianni right now. We He's just not that kind of guy. Like he's a he's a great offensive mind. I don't know if he's a leader of people. Um, so let's go. Back. So real quick, rewind to the coaching search. And a lot of people were like, well, we want Arthur Smith. Who's now in in uh in Atlanta and doing okay. We want we, they wanted um uh who's Buffalo's offensive coordinator? Brian Dable. Brian Dable has the personality of a milk dud um and is not an inspirational guy He's a brilliant offensive mastermind, and he's perfect in what he's doing for Buffalo. He is not an NFL head coach, he doesn't have that gravitas. You've got to have a certain personality, a certain charisma, a certain presence to you. Dan Campbell has that. Not everybody's going to like it, but it, it's better than the alternative of a guy that's like, come on, coach, I'm i to fall asleep here while you're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's happening in Philadelphia, but I'm, I am saying that that, has, that that is a problem with some other people around the
0: league. Let me just tell you, there's it, it, just like Jim Schwartz was the right guy at the right time for the team. Sw- Jim Schwartz but, was perfect for a winless team, but absolutely. I think Dan Campbell is the same type of perfect guy at the perfect time after the Matt Patricia era, Dan Campbell's exactly what this team needed. But the thing is, is I think there's a maturity that Dan Campbell has far beyond what Jim Schwartz had when he came to coach, the team for the first time. And I know Shorts, this is his first Shorts, coaching Shorts, yeah. gig, but this there's something with Dan that's well beyond that. He brings the same kind of fire, but there's an accountability. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to preach on service le- servant leadership anymore again here, but there's far beyond what they had. I am so damn happy right now, and and I don't. We'll see if I if I regret saying this, right? I mean, I, I've been wrong once or twice before. I'm due still this year. Uh, <laughs> I'm damn glad we signed this guy to a six-year contract. I'm absolutely enthralled with that because I don't want him to get out. I have a feeling in three years. He's going to be one of the hot, hot. I mean, he's already an interesting name, an interesting name for folks, right? Like, oh, I wish we had him. Oh, he's really, you know. These and these are teams that are kind of bottom tier, having problems, but they can see that he's going to bring change. Three years when this team is winning and and showing, you know, the results and 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 the bearing the fruit of this development of these guys that we're doing right now, you're gonna the the the, the possibility is such that you have one of the best coaches in football. And you got him. You know, this is like so not Lions. I'll tell you one more thing. And this is this is Brandon. Uh, Brandon, love you, man. Thanks for being around all the time. Eagles coach today talked about how their team is like a flower, butting up and ready to pop. And one Eagles fan compared that to Dan Campbell saying we're going to bite kneecaps. <laughs> we're butting and ready to pop, right? It's like, OK,
1: if you're if you're if you're uh let's say a Lee McNeil. If you're that guy, do you want to play for a flower? or Do you want to go bite some
0: kneecaps? That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. If you're a team that was under the Matt Patricia regime, are you going to be a flower or are you want to bite kneecaps? You know, cause cause you were a mushroom <laughs> before, right? you were a fungus. <laughs> you're piled on us. Keep garbage. that crap off my pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm, I'm, you know, people talk about the run through walls with with Dan Campbell and all that stuff. And I get it. He fires you up. But I am I'm really stoked about we've got a lot of near misses with this team this year. Yes, we do. In in, in games that we really shouldn't have. Right. That first half of the, of the Packers game, we shouldn't even have been in it like that for a half against the Packers with the talent we have. This game against the Rams, we destroyed Vegas on the spread. We destroyed Vegas on that spread and uh, shouldn't have shouldn't have. This team continues. They've had two bad games, really bad games. It was the Chicago game and the Bengals, right? Yeah. But if this was any other Lions team with the talent they have on the field, if, if all the way through Caldwell, if this was the talent that those guys had to work with, this team wouldn't have performed. They wouldn't have been no. performing even at this level. Caldwell would have been nice. He's a leader of men, but he just didn't have the ability to manage the games and get them yeah. to. Cald- Caldwell would have gotten something out of this group. Mm-hmm but not not as much as what
1: we're we're seeing and and again um, I I wrote about it this week I talked about it on on every chance I get a chance to talk about it the fact that all the former players that are on this roster are such good teachers um I had to write about Evan Brown this week Evan Brown was the top graded pass protection center not overall center but pass protection center mm-hmm. in the league Against, I think he had, I think it was 18 reps against Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald had one QB pressure. It came at the damn wrong time, unfortunately. Uh, But that's, they did a great job against Aaron Donald. I was very impressed. They did a really good job of passing him off from Jackson or Vitae to Brown with help. Um having the the running back maybe ready to see, okay, if he comes wide here, I gotta pick him up, but if not, I can release to th- things like that. That that stood out to me on the film study was that they had a plan for how to handle Aaron Donald and they wanted the other Rams to beat them, and they didn't, by and large, because Sewell had another awesome game. Matt Nelson had his best game as a pro, which was cool to see. That's Hank Fraley. Hank Fraley's teaching these guys. You see what you see the improvement in the secondary with with Jerry and and, and Parker and all these guys. That's Aubrey Pleasant, former NFL player, yeah. out there. You know, wide receivers. Khalif Raymond, 115 yards. My boy likes. You got to give Raymond. a little. get a little tip of that to Antoine Randall L. Man, that's that. They're, that they're, that means so much to the players. And and when I when I talk to people around the league, they're like. Y'all have a really good coaching staff around Dan Campbell. Yep. And I, I they don't think that that gets talked up enough in their market. And I don't think it gets talked up enough in Detroit, quite frankly. I think too many people focus on Campbell and all that he is. And they ignore the fact that, you know, Aaron Glenn's is doing a damn fine job with that defense. We'll Aubrey pleasant's is doing a great job.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. We've talked about this. Um and, and people have talked about this. It's been a Twitter conversation. It's been a Reddit conversation. Yeah. It's been, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's the thing. we will finally have coaches that other people want to hire away and all that. They may not want to leave. And I, this is a key. There's happen. something to be said for loving where you work and 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 what it means to be part of something. And to be able to see something like this, if you're a coach, yeah, you could take the quick jump this year to another team, right? And then take the same position or maybe a bump or whatever. But you take this team to the heights that it has potential to do, as you can see all these coaches doing and and how they're building this team. They built it together in three years. Their value is 10x what it is today, right? Mm-hmm. It's an investment. And so we talk about, hey, they do a great job. We'll lose those coaches. Let's not just write them off just yet. Let's just see what's going on because there's a camaraderie here that yeah. players have with each other and now they are a bunch of players as coaches together. There's something to this. There's something to yeah. this and I would want They watch do
1: it. need to get a win or two. Oh yeah. Though. Oh yeah. They they need it. The they really do. I the- I think they need that reinforcement in the locker room for the young players who are like, "Okay, we've bought in to so every, everything that you're selling us now." Can we get a win, please? Like yeah. a, a win this weekend, a win, excuse me, against Chicago on Thanksgiving, which is looking more and more likely all the time now that, that Khalil Mack is probably going to be out um, and they're wasting Justin Fields. They're, they're asking um, – somebody, somebody on Twitter said it, and I can't remember what it was. They said that they're asking Steph Curry to be Shaq is what Chicago was doing with Justin Fields and that totally resonated with me yeah, cuz it, yeah. it, it's if you watch how they're making him run their offense it's it's mind-bogglingly insanely bad how poorly that team is coached yeah. and they are losing their their players there and uh that's so so getting getting a win or two in the next month would do so much for these guys yeah. it really would so i i'm hopeful for this weekend i'm hopeful for thanksgiving i hope for, for for one other one too but uh, i'm they They do need to get some wins, otherwise everything they're selling it's going to be harder to sell it, and it's going to be more yep. difficult for the players to buy in yep, yep. so 100%. they they cannot go oh one seventeen that that would be a crippling blow. I know that the, everybody's oh, you'll get the number one pick that way, they can go two and fifteen and get the number one pick yep um and I, I, I think that I, honestly I right, right now if you if you pin me to it that would be my prediction for the rest of the year they yeah. they go two and fifteen get the number one overall pick take Kayvon <laughs> Thibodeau at number one with the number twenty seven pick in the in the 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 Rams pick because the Rams are going to lose to the, the Cardinals in the playoffs or or the Packers uh, then they'll take um, who knows wide receiver um, Joe get- Marino from the Draft Network had George Pickens from Georgia in there I like that that works
0: works for me I've got four potentials on the schedule still not that they're going to win all four or lose all four, but they are up for, for possibility. So I, you know, it's, it's one to four wins on this season. I see, I think two is probably a good pick. I think it's two or three range, but yeah, absolutely. I think you're, you're right, right on it there. Um, Want to talk about, you know, you talk about the coaches and um, I, I, I did, I reached out to Hank uh, and, and talking about the Fraley, see if we can get them on the St. Jude show as well. Uh, Waiting in on that. Also, Talk to uh, Coach Fonts today, and uh, hey. up, okay, we got something. All right, so he's not listening. We got something special, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of let you guys in, but don't, don't share. Don't tell Coach. Don't tell talk talk coach. coach. We're uh, we're working to have Herman Moore on the call when we when uh, when Coach Fonts calls in, and when we get Coach Fonts on the phone, and we're shooting for Lomas as well and we're going to do a little quick reunion on the show between some old players and an old coach with the last playoff win in Lions history. Get them together, remember old times, have some great conversations. So, again, don't, don't let the cat out of the bag. This is a secret between all of us. That's, that's going to be sweet. But uh, it'll be a nice little surprise for Coach Fonts. I'm going to go see if I can hook up with him, too. I got a, a couple of the official Duke footballs. Those ain't cheap on, on the way. and <laughs> oh no, uh, no, they're not. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get Coach to sign those as well. Get some Coach Fonz balls in the auction and get going with that. So a lot of good stuff. St. Jude.org slash DLP. St. Jude.org slash DLP. Let's help some sick kids and do some great stuff. All right. Uh, Let's do a quick jaunt around the division. Riz, we're running out of time here. Um, We talked about Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, I I brought up the Bears a little bit. Um, Khalil Mack is not going to play this week. They're debating what to do with him. He is injured. He's not loafing. Um, the Bears looked that, that was that was a really, really bad game for them last weekend. that was that was one of the games that, that the the coverage switched off of they're they are clearly behind Minnesota now and I, th- I think everybody knows that everybody's looking up at Green Bay, which has looked like the best team in football out, excuse me outside of Arizona since their inexplicable slip up against New Orleans, although the Saints, say what you want they, they 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 are four and two they did win again monday night i don't know <laughs> how um so that's the fact that seattle is just awful but uh yeah green bay's green bay's looking really sharp now they have an interesting thing because jo- uh, Devonte adams is not going to play they play thursday night this week he's out with covid and a couple of their coaches are apparently out with covid from what i understand i haven't looked at this in a little while so i i, I could be off there but uh He's out, so adjust your fantasy lineups, by the way. With a flash, an interesting stat today. Aaron Rodgers, um, since Devontae Adams has been on the team, has never lost a game where Devontae Adams hasn't played. And his TD to INT ratio is better when Adams isn't on the field. I know it's, it's batshit crazy, is it not?
0: Someone have get that, on the horn with Green Bay and tell them that they got to get rid of Devontae Adams. And the Lions are just the place he needs to go. So, to so
1: if out. you do go back in time, remember his tour, for his first two or two and a half seasons in the league, Packers fans hated Devontae Adams because he was weird and he, he couldn't catch. <laughs> he figured it out pretty quickly. Uh, that's a sign, by the way, that you don't give up on talent. Um, before it's due um you, you you figure out how to make it work instead and green bay did a masterful job with that even with Mike McCarthy at the helm. Yeah. Good for them. Uh <laughs> Minnesota uh I I I look they they are a weird team to me because I the NFC is so stratified. There's the top 5. Yeah. Like there there's the division leaders and the Rams who are not the division leaders and then there's like Minnesota and New Orleans and Atlanta and maybe Washington, but probably not because their defense is awful. They're the bullshit. And, and, and like 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 Carolina was three um, and zero. They're three and four now, and the the bloom is off the flower of Sam Darnold. <laughs> um, uh, so I I think Minnesota. Um, I haven't even looked at who they play yet. I got to do my football meteorology tonight. They're, they're a team to watch because I think they're getting better. Um, the last couple times that I saw them, they were looking pretty good. That's a team. Their offense, man, if, if their line can block it all, oh, that's a really, really good
0: team. Yep. They're going to be tough to beat. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that, oh
1: there, there's your around the division.
0: There you go. You. All right, quick look ahead to the Eagles. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Pain, Insomnia. and Win. yeah. And uh, pain, insomnia and anxiety. That's what pain anxiety. Uh Check it out. See, I have all those anxiety. things, Chris, as you know, <laughs> I'll tell you what the cream. And after I, I, I was, I had every intention when I was in Vegas to work out every, you know, on my normal schedule in the morning. And I didn't, and I didn't, and then I got to LA and I didn't. And so today was my first day back on the, on the bench. And I, I was, I was sore. I have to tell you, I was sore today. So I pulled out the CBD cream and made it go away. Kenyon just mentioned it today. It was funny. He mentioned it today because I had he did. gone through he that. Did. Yeah, he absolutely good. Yeah. That cream is awesome. If you, if you get, you got any pain going on, that stuff will help you out. CBD at Detroit Lions, CBD at Detroit Lions com. Get your uh, pain, anxiety, and insomnia taken care of. Um, Delta eight, Delta 10, active CBD, uh, good in all 50 states, and you will get a buzz. I guarantee it all right uh look ahead to the eagles boy how in the heck you know i wouldn't normally be worried anymore about darius slay as a cornerback because he's he's not what he used to be not that he's a bad cornerback he's just not the slay that we knew and we grew up with and on the lions or that grew up with us in the lions but Jared Goff is still in the ball <laughs> and it's different, right? So uh, what it else is, do we have to worry about is. in the, line, in the uh, Philadelphia secondary, Riz? Okay, I will tell you
1: the, the biggest key to the game that I picked up from doing a little bit of research on my own and talking to Eagles people is the red zone. The Lions are awful in the red zone. The Eagles' defense is awful in the red zone. Their offense is really good. Lions defense is 30th in in the NFL. Um the Lions are they're 32nd, the Lions offense is 30th. Eagles are 7th in offense and 31st in defense. So th- there's going to be potential for the offense to get right but stopping Jalen Hurts and what they do in the red zone is going to be the key to this game. And and, and I actually put the the impetus there on the Detroit defense keeping him contained because he's very Look, Jalen Hurts, it's it, one of the, it's weird because he is the quarterback that I think a lot of Lions fans would, would consider to be an upgrade over Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. And the impression that I get from a lot of different Philadelphia people is that, like, he's why we're not good. And I don't really understand that. Um, whether it's he doesn't get with what is trying to do, whether he doesn't use the weapons all that well, or I don't know. Well, we I know the
0: Senior Bowl, and he wasn't spectacular there. But either was Herbert, and <laughs> he, he's like oh, he's serviceable. Yeah. yeah, like
1: I, I, I like him. I root for him. He's a great human being. You know, I, I like. Yeah. I like. He's a smart guy off the field. I root for guys like that. Yeah. Um, it's it's not working. One of the things they're going to be without Miles Sanders, who's their running back. They were for, they were was it third in the league in yards per carry on the ground, but thirty first in attempts. Like. Can you figure out that maybe you need to run the ball a little more? Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe, and they just—it's it, woo—it's over their head. It, it, <laughs> the, so, uh, if they figure it out on offense, uh, specifically in the red zone, and, and we're still sputtering and go oh for five in the red zone on touchdowns again, that can't happen. You're going to lose the game that way. If they, if Dan Campbell kicks that field goal to make it a five point game instead of a two point game, they're winning this football game. That, that, that was a huge beef of mine. Take the damn points in a game like that where your defense is playing well. It shows that you have confidence in your defense. They're going to feed off that. Right. I know the analytics tell you to go for it and all that. There are some things that the analytics does not account for. And one of the things that it also doesn't account for is that it changes the strategy of the team on the other side. If they're down by five, they have to play for a touchdown. They can't settle for a field goal. That changes your play calling strategy. It changes your clock management. And the, the the bots that are out there, they do not factor that in. So I I, I implore folks to ignore the, the Ben Baldwin bots. Not that Ben's a bad dude, but it, it doesn't take into account things that have to be taken into account by doing it. So that's
0: her first. Resident thinks yeah, Ben's a loser. So,
1: I, <laughs> so I, I like the Lions chances quite a bit here, but they're going to have to score touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, if they don't go at least 50% on touchdowns, they're going to lose. But if they, if they go over 50%, they have an incredibly good chance of winning. It, again, I said this before the Bears game. The Lions team that played last week beats up the Eagles team that played last. Yeah. But um, then they eight lost eight to the Raiders 33-22. That game was 33-14 was with two minutes to go. They racked up a ton of garbage time stats in that game. The Eagles did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game was not competitive at all. But... Like what happened when when the Bears played, they were a different Bears team and the Lions were a different team. Give me the Lions from last week, the Jared Goff who was aggressive and assertive and and tried things, that, that guy can win football games for you and he specifically can beat Philadelphia because their linebackers aren't good in coverage. They don't cover running backs out of the backfield well. This is a very favorable matchup even if Goff isn't at
0: his best. But they have to execute it. This is the first game, first best chance to win for the Lions this year. This game is. I would agree. And I want to just really quick go back. You mentioned that about golf, and it was something I wanted to bring up early in the show and forgot about. It's something I, I kind of thought about oh, yeah. when I was watching the game. We saw Jared Goff throw the ball downfield this game against the Rams more than he has yeah, season, really? I mean, I don't yeah, have the numbers definitely. to back it up, but it's it's other it than
1: lot. the the one half against Green Bay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is I think until that last interception, but whatever, right? There's things that happen there besides that. One of the senses I got was this is how you fix that broken I'm afraid to throw it. You find success. And he was finding success throwing it down the field. You're not going to fix it in a single game, but he's done it and was successful. Now he's going to face the Eagles. He has a chance to do it and be successful again. He could start to break out of this kind of self-imposed prison. Yes, he could. The cell that he's put himself into. I'm really, really interested. I think it's fragile at this point, especially ending on the, on the interception like they did. I think it's fragile. But Jared Goff – over three four five games here if he starts finding success doing that you may find him break out into the point where he's not so afraid to throw it downfield and all of a sudden you find the jared goff of old rather than the one of most recent and that Is interesting. Uh That becomes interesting for next year as far as. And that's, that's why
1: this game is very critical for Jared Goff because did he do this in Los Angeles? Because he knows those guys on the defense. He knows their tendencies. I know it's a different defensive coordinator and there's just quite a few changes actually. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them being Michael Brockers being in Detroit, but he understood how to attack that like the personnel. He knew the guys that he knew were the guys that he went after, which was interesting to me. Yeah. I hope that he builds off that. And it wasn't just a thing where he because he was so familiar with Los Angeles and because he was so motivated to go back and do well in front of a place in front of his old friends. I mean, look, I I know people bag on golf. I, I certainly do it myself. He's a likable guy, like off the field, like, like he, one of the most th- those are his friends, guys, man. He yeah. wants to show out for that. Show me that you can do that when you're not having that intrinsic motivation behind you. And I will feel a lot better about Jared Goff. So I am watching Jared Goff very carefully this week because if he plays like he did in Los Angeles against Philadelphia, then we then we got to gotta start having the conversation about is he the answer? Um, obviously, he has to clean some mistakes up, but uh, the Eagles, they ain't the Rams.
0: <laughs> that Hawkinson pass early in the season, I think it was the second game. I can't remember exactly the one that was the, one of the most beautiful passes I've seen all year. And he oh. threw it to Hawkinson. I was like, this guy has a magic touch. And I haven't seen that. There's been Sparks. Right, but I haven't seen that. And that that throw he hit to Khalif Raymond
1: diving—that's a throw he hasn't even thought about throwing. Yeah, and the fact that he trusted Raymond, who's a very small guy, to go get that ball—that's the kind of thing that we that I have screamed about for Jerichoff to start doing, and he's he finally did it again. Did he do it because it was Los Angeles because it was his old haunts or because he's getting more comfortable with his guys. That's what I'm watching for this weekend more than anything else. Yep.
0: All right. Don't forget, take money out of Bezos's pocket. He's spending too much yes. money on space and you can help Thank your favorite you. p- podcast. Oh, flounder hey. $200 Say St. Jude. Thank you. Flounder. We got, uh, 256969 St Jude slash dlp head up there and uh, help the kids. <laughs> nice. All right, now I got to go back to my regular read. Uh take that money out of Bezos's pocket and, you know, you still go to Amazon, but still donate to St Jude Oh gosh, you got me flounder in the middle, all mixed up now. But Amazon dot Amazon dot If you're going to buy anything from Amazon, use that link. Uh, it takes you right to Amazon. No funny stuff. It just gives them a little cookie that says, "Hey, Chris and Jeff sent you there, and they're great guys." So uh, let's kick them, give them a little kickback out of the profit, and give a little less to the bald man Bezos. Because let's face it. We don't want him getting all predatory on the Lions. <laughs> we don't really want him down. If he gets a team, if he gets a foothold in the NFL, particularly Washington is, is probably a good target right now, owning the paper and all that out there. <laughs> ah, boy, oh boy. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Thank you, Flounder, so much for the, the 200 to St. Saint Jude, stjude.org slash DLP. If you can't go to Amazon and buy money, spend a little money by donating it to help sick kids. All right, Riz, I believe that does it, my friend. I think we—that's uh, a good we hit night. But wall. this is a,
1: this is good. Thanks, yes. thanks for thanks for sharing your stories of Sofi with us because it was that that was something that I was very curious about. Was you know, and, and you answered a lot of the questions. That the the pictures are gorgeous. I want to go there now. I can't wait to get out there. Um, and Fabulous. as you know, I don't like to fly particularly. I like to drive everywhere I go. I'm not driving to Los Angeles.
0: That would be worth a trip for for me to fly out there. Oh yeah, it, it, it is worth it. I'm telling you. The stadium, I, the pictures, the TV does not do it justice. It is absolutely amazing. It is amazing. I can't say enough about how great uh, SoFi is. All right. Let's see. Don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You get access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. 100% guaranteed. The Slack chat. Riz, Chris, Case is there. All the cool people. All the cool people. Ash, Sandman rolls around through there sometimes. It is awesome. Good time. Uh, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at D-E-T Lions Podcast. DET like Detroit, right? DET Lions Podcast and at Jeff Risden, as you see spelled right there. Uh, give us follows. I don't, on- <laughs> I don't mirror my screen anymore. I'm an idiot. <laughs> give us a follow on the old Twitter machine and uh, see some of the best no pants content you'll find anywhere on the internet. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929 33 Lions. It's 929-335-4667. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can do do What, Riz? We can come into your ear holes automagically. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. We got Tony on Friday. We got Ash on Sunday. And it's no problems because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. (laughs)